Hey, everybody, before we get started on today's episode, we just want to let you know that the Reimagine Podcast has a website. That's right. We have our own website now. It's reimaginecast.com. Reimaginecast.com. R E I M A G I N E C A S T. Com. And when you're on there, we would love to hear from you. There is a spot right on the front page where you can contact us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show or ideas for future episodes or ways that you're reimagining that we could join you in. So go to reimaginecast.com and uh, contact us. We would love to hear from you. And now on with the episode. Welcome to the Reimagine Podcast, a podcast that seeks to reimagine faith and life and community as we link, learn, and live together. I'm Greg English, along with Brad Hoffman and Brian Dupuy. Today, on episode 43, we discuss how we respond to setbacks, obstacles, and failures, how to reimagine the idea of being the biggest loser. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you like that one, don't you? I do, I do. <laughs> Speaking of obstacles, setbacks, and failures, I have been dying all week to share this experience. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. yes. Please do tell. Look, yes. When I walked into this experience, the first thing I looked at Kelly and said, I can't wait to talk to Brian and Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and I, start, I pulled the phone out of my pocket and went to secret video mode. Yeah. The whole experience. Okay. okay. That's where you act like you're texting or yeah, something, yeah, watching yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. No, I can't wait. A food court. Oh. Inside of a mall, really? Oh, I went. Court. I went south of here, and we'll leave it that. Like you know, the location <laughs> was south of here. I didn't go south. Yeah, sure. I, I did go south. I walked back into 1989 to 91. Yeah, the food court was hustling and bustling. It really? had it had Joe's Philly cheesesteaks. It had the Sobrero pizza. It had the Chick Fil A. It had. Uh, Oh man, what really threw me for a loop is you used to get the uh, bourbon chicken. Remember bourbon yeah. chicken in a food court mm-hmm. on the toothpick? That yes, holding sir. Out to you? Bourbin chicken. Oh, right? come on. Samples. 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 Yeah. Yes. And they have the great steak. Uh, great steak company. Did yes. you see Paul Bar? Whatever that was. No, uh, I saw his cousin. I think because he was there. He was there. <laughs> it's hard to navigate that through all the people. <laughs> yes. That segment. But, but, but all, <laughs> all, the, all the smells, all the experience. I mean, it was packed like it was 1991 in there. And you know what th- really throws you is the styles of what people are wearing. The old Adidas logos, the old Nike logos, yeah. sweatpants, they're all back. Members and, only jackets. Yes. And I'm yeah. literally shaking myself <laughs> of like, what has happened? Yeah. I, I am back. And and uh, I I thought those things had failed. Yes. For the most yeah. part they have. Not here. <laughs> it is alive and well. Back to the bourbon chicken though. They've gone up. Nineteen ninety one is like four ninety nine, three ninety nine. Sure. Six ninety nine. Wow. <laughs> For a styrofoam uh, paper with thing. some a bourbon, yellow, bourbon something, yes, yeah. with yellow, <laughs> you know, yellow, yellow, uh, <laughs> yellow stained rice that we called fried rice. Yes, <laughs> yellow yes. stained yeah. rice. That's right. Come on, you love that guy who stood <laughs> oh, on the yeah. side and gave you the toothpick. I did. I would have walked back two or three times I like did. you didn't know me. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. No, I felt too bad about that. I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't make eye contact. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> but I remember in our hometown when our mall first came in and it had the grand opening. Yeah. Man, just, it was like a wonderland, like packed. We had nothing like that around us. We had to travel 30 minutes to the nearest mall like that. And wow, it was right there and just full of people. And now it's like tumbleweeds. I mean, it's a, there's a baseball cap store. 
Yes, and, uh, Lids was in this building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, Lids yeah. was here too. Yep, but yeah. now it's a ghost town. Now it's completely empty. But somehow they uh, found a way. These, they're doing it. Yeah. It is baffling. That's crazy. That's interesting. I, oh. And I can't decide if I like it or I don't like it or where am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. So if you're looking for some good. <laughs> South of the river. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're looking for some uh, something different, you know, there it is. Uh, we didn't yeah. find what we were looking for for the purpose of going south. But yeah. we found this food court and it was a hoot. Wow. We had the best time sitting there. It's wow. like we were it's like we were newly newly you know dating again. Yes. That's <laughs> where you went. I, yes. I yeah. sat across from I said, Kelly, I said, this is like you remember the night we we, we came to the mall like this and we sat yeah. and we got to know one another right here yeah. in the food court. Yep. Wow. Strolled by the fountain. Oh and come that, on. It was a romantic place. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> Hey, the see, s- obstacles the smell of, are the way. The <laughs> smell of Yankee candles and toast, oh, no, toasted no. pecans. Oh, Kirk- Kirkland's, <laughs> Kirkland's furniture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, there you go. So if you're looking for a good food yeah, court. A trip I, back in time. I, man. And yeah. you know, your boy, Evan, he'll show up like, these people are in style. Yeah, I yeah. show up like, mm, <laughs> the old starter bomber, bomber jacket. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm getting off yeah. the rocker here. Yeah. Oh, wow. So there you go. All right, couldn't all wait right. to share it all week. That's it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you found a uh, found a mall that was um, like open kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, thriving yeah. for a number. Yes, thriving. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Especially an indoor type mall. Yes, yeah. yes, they are oh, doing man, well man. over there. Yeah, yep. Surprise. Well, so <laughs> that's uh, we're talking about failure, setbacks, and obstacles, <laughs> and I just thought, yeah, couldn't be any better. Yep. So yep. <laughs> uh, let's transition this thing and move on to what failure, reimagining what obstacles, setbacks, and failures do look like. Uh, yeah. It is a reality. We are watching people lose and lose bad. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and we're watching people win and win bad on, yeah. on both accounts. Yeah. Right. You got to know how to lose well. You got to know how to win well. That's an old athletic experience there. But uh, let's just talk a little bit about uh, reimagining that idea of failure or loss in the process. And I think in order to do that, I think it's good for uh, for our folks to understand some things. Just, let's just be real with folks and talk about a, a failure experience for you uh, personally and how we'll go through it, how we've gained, learned from that or experienced that, mm-hmm. and share some thoughts and insight into that. So uh, whoever wants to go first, uh, tell us how you're a loser. Who's the biggest loser? <laughs> You'll get to vote from home. Yeah, that's right. No, on the, on the reimaginecast.com. Yeah. Reimaginecast. All our reimagineers. Yes. Right. Is that what we call it? Yeah, yeah. Reimagineers. Reimagineers. That's kind of yeah, a, yeah. That's kind of sounds kind of good town. Yes. I mean, Sounds it's it, yeah. a rip off of Disney, I think. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So was that food court, but we'll. <clears throat> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. It's all never right, stopped so, us before. Yeah. Who's up on the, uh, on the failure story? Anyone want to go? I mean, I can. But. Okay. Go. We spin uh, a bottle here. What do we yeah. do? How does this work? <laughs> I got it. Okay. okay. Uh, so you know, when I think about um, that story for me, fail, you know, failing. I, I try to look back and think, you know, I feel like I fail a lot. Uh, you know, there's daily failings and things like that. But uh, one of the things I think we can talk about failure later is it's it's not objective. It's I put that label on myself, or we put that label on ourselves, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. that's another sidebar there. But but for us. Um, there was a time that we were uh, living overseas in uh, Northern Africa, Middle East, and we were doing sports development work there, uh, along with some other things. And in that process, uh, we had had two years there living in a, in a major city, uh, working with folks. And then there was another major city located about three hours south of there that um, they wanted somebody to go in and start a sports company, you know, develop the sports side of it uh, in that city. You know, as a young as a young 
guy in a career and, you know, young kids and things like that, that conversation is striking, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, they want me to go do this. And, and you, you have people telling you, well, we need this down there. And you'd be great. You're energetic. And you got this and done this and, and go do this. And, and so some of that was, you know, being built up. And, and I think you do need that encouragement in making decisions, but uh, you have to be wise about it. And so um, that, that was uh, taking that role and going down there and do that. Uh, understanding right reasons or wrong reasons, even when I did have reservations about it. When it, when it started getting closer to it, I remember uh, one night just waking up and, t- and telling Kelly, I just, I just don't, I just don't know, you know, and there's that, that old idea, you know, what, what is shown in the light, don't let it be stolen in the dark, whatever concepts, you know, <laughs> and all this stuff people say, but I just had a, uh, I just don't know about it. But mm. people kept saying, no, we need you there. You know, we, we need you there. You need, you need to go there. And, um, and then I looked at it as a position. You know, that'd be a good position to help me move forward or, or do whatever in the international world of sports development. And so um, we went ahead and moved. And uh, from day two of being in that city, it went bad in a hurry. Mm. And uh, I kind of knew early on I made the decisions for the wrong reasons. You know, I was I was trying to climb or I hadn't really uh, dove into the right understanding of why – from a spiritual perspective, why would God have me move here or do this? But uh, what led to that, uh, the failing process in that was it it, um, uh, it caused a lot of health uh, issues uh, for for Kelly. Uh, we went through a very difficult time uh, in that process, living overseas and, and facing some health issues. Uh, it impacted my kids uh, because um, Kelly and I one time had to pack up and leave that country to go to another country to get medical care. The kids were left in the country. I had to get my parents. To, you know, both our moms flew over to try to care for them. So there was disarray. There was a little turmoil, you know, going on. They were in a foreign country anyway. Um, and then it impacted them. You know, we had to come back to the States, just in, in and out of a school system and things like that. And then um, I was back in the States, and it was about three years. And I would say two out of those three years was a dark night of my soul mm. where I desperately had realized I have no idea where I am what just happened, and I don't know if I can get out. Yeah. And in that process, I applied for jobs in D.C. I applied for jobs at Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. I applied for jobs in other recreational realms. I applied for jobs in ministerial realms, parachurch realms, and everything I, I, I touched was just a brick wall back at me. Hmm. And so it impacted my finances, you know. Right. It, it impacted my ability to get a job it impacted my ability to understand is, am I ever going to get out of this or did I just make a decision that's going to cost me forever? Yeah. You know? And so it was a very, very difficult uh, time. And finally, after about, about three years, the release, you know, came about, um, you know, take place. And, and actually that was about time that I came here almost 13 years ago, uh, that, that God opened a whole new process and, mm-hmm. and opportunity that has been wonderful. Um, but those, those were, you know, I don't go back and say it was a failing per se, but it had those elements to it right. that I felt like a failure. I felt like I, I, I missed it or I felt like I couldn't leave my family. I couldn't provide for my family. I didn't wasn't living in a passion anymore. And spiritually I was at the dark night of my soul. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, when I look back, that, that's a, that was a big component. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I too have a pretty consistent, uh, failure record uh, <laughs> and you know i like to keep them small but frequent that's that's how i do just keep the taste just keep the taste failing yes. frequently yes that's right that's right so i excel at that i think but um 
No, as I was, I was, I was thinking about this. I, I went back to, and I, and I hadn't thought about it for a long time until, mm-hmm. until we were talking about this topic. And, uh, but I remember when I first became a pastor of a church in Kentucky and, uh, I'd already been at the church three years in student ministry and then I became the pastor. So there there wasn't necessarily like this this great honeymoon period, you know, because everybody we all knew each other and that sort of thing. But um, but I remember just a couple of years in getting hit with uh, there was a, an issue with the spouse of one of the staff, um, total total moral failure meltdown thing, and and it impacted other people in the church. And I just you know I handled it just poorly. Just, I mean, uh, like, I, I, in some some ways, I, I would, you know, there were some things I, I'm sure that that I did right, but um, at the time, I remember thinking, "Wow, uh, I wasn't responsible for this, and I wasn't involved in this, but I sure did not help this at all." Like, uh, I just felt like I don't know how to relate to people, I don't know how to do these things, and part of it was, um, you know. It, age and uh i mean this this is a pretty significant event that happened and uh yeah just uh just poorly uh and and then there were also issues with with staff and of course this is my first go at this you right, know, I'm, right. I'm trying to figure this out and and uh but there are issues with staff that just blew up and and it was just a there were a few years there where um it just seemed like it was one thing after another, and it seemed like I was doing terrible at each of those things. Uh, and uh, and then I thought, because then it starts it starts you thinking, you know, um, setbacks and failure. It's so disorienting that it it takes you from what you know and it puts you out in this space where it's hard to see anything clearly. And so then I was thinking, wow, is this is this the rest of my life? Like, is this what I've signed up for? A series of uh, failures where I hurt more people than I'm trying to help. And, um, and, uh, you know, fortunately, um, we were able to move through those things and, uh, ended my time there. I mean, very, I think very well, I think they would Mm -hmm. say very well, um, had a good departing. Um, and so when we left, um, no regrets there. And I look back at it as a, as a, a very, um, good and important time, um, in, in our lives. But, uh, man, I just, uh, I blew some of those things terribly. And, uh, yeah, it, if I could go back and, and talk to myself, um, I would help me to see that first of all, I needed to spend some more time in that. Mm. Like I need to have a conversation with that failure and, um, at least, at least a car ride, uh, to be able to look <laughs> at it. I mean, just to be able to examine it. Okay. What, what was going on here? What was going on in me? Uh, what were, you know, what, what are some other decisions, but just really kind of, um, picking that apart a little more, uh, my tendency would be to brush it under like, okay, all right, well, things are going to be better. You know, I'm eternal optimist and, but I wish I would have spent more time. I think there were plenty of lessons there that I left undiscovered, um, from that. And, um, so that would be one thing. The other is, uh, that I, I went through that whole thing alone. Uh, It was a small, small church and, um, I didn't have any other insight or wisdom or anybody that I felt that I could go to. Now I'm sure they were there. I'm sure part of it was me and uh, you know my good Midwestern upbringing. You don't want to inconvenience anybody, so you just uh, <laughs> why would they want to do, be involved in that? And yeah. they have their own troubles. Um, but I, I wish I would have sought out people in that um, yeah. as part of that process. Uh, but it it has raised 
even early on, it raised up, oh, wait, here are some areas that you're going to be working on your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, and so even if I, if I would have been more uh, aware to see that um, and then took steps from there, I think that would have been helpful. But that's that's what came to mind for me. That's good. I mean, um, and I think we all... One thing about I think failure, 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 rightly understood, bears brokenness. Um, brokenness, rightly experienced, bears blessing. And mm. so, from that standpoint, and even in my own life, having um, been in business uh, early, early on, um, Joe and I had been married. Went to seminary, came back, and kind of got burned out in my first church. I would actually go back there to pastor from a student ministry position uh, years later, but. Joe calls it the wilderness wanderings for about five or six years before we were back in ministry, and and we were involved with a family business and some other things, and we'd started um, a business that um, I tell people I know what it is to make money, I know what it is to lose money. I certainly like making it more than I like losing it, <laughs> you know, which is uh, is reasonable yes. expectation. But um, we had purchased a national franchise and actually had gone from one to two stores, and um the whole thing kind of imploded. And I still remember going to close that first door for the last time, turning the key in the tumbler, and, and I could not go back to that shopping center. It was an end cap on the shopping center, and I, I, it took me a year. I had to pass by that to go to my mother-in-law's and father-in-law's house you know, every time, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't go back into the Winn-Dixie that was in the, you know, the grocery store that was in there. And so it took me <clears throat> a long time to kind of recover through that. But um, just the sense of having failed and then processing that failure and kind of moving out of understanding that I'm not the failure, that this endeavor failed, you know, and, and I, there's a whole kind of displacement and understanding of failure in that whole process. But years later, I would hear my, um, one of my mentors say, you know, Brad, never trust a man who doesn't walk with a limp. And that people that have failed, people have been broken, you know, understand life from a different perspective. And that may have been one of the most wise things that he had ever spoken to me. And, um, but I think it's, it's worthy. I I think today, and this is kind of why we're here and having the conversation about uh, failure is there's there's a lot of concern about losses and failures and people are experiencing them right and left in different directions and things are just changed and so how do we how do we navigate those waters forward and how do we reimagine failing and maybe what you brought up <laughs> Greg, yeah, failing failing well you know how do we fail well you know how are we a good biggest loser kind of thing, you know? So um, it's interesting. I think um, most everybody can relate to stories, you know, and, and experiences, and most everybody uh, has, has experienced it. But when you think about um, reimagining failure or loss, um, any ideas? What do you think of? I, I think the first thing for me is um, in, in honesty, and I think more people are this way too, not just me, but – and I fear failing. Hmm. So I don't embrace the idea of failing forward or accepting it as something that that's a growth point. It's a good point. I'm really not failing it. I'm not failing. I'm just, I'm learning and I'm improving. And you can go back and look at 
all the people in, in business or all the, you know, Thomas Edison and the light bulb and his story and all these kind of things. I mean, it's, it's, it's a uh, hundred times or it's 3.8 stores that failed before they actually got their first mm-hmm. door. Or, I mean, all those stats are out there and I don't know what it is. Is it, uh, you know, personality driven is an expectation put on us that, um, that there's a fail for me. I have to, I have to fight through the idea of, of not paralyzing myself to take the risk and go after it. Uh, and, and I, I, I think I do that in a variety of ways, but it doesn't mean on the inside, I'm not, you don't see the fight going on that right. it, it paralyzes me a little bit. So I think just want to say off the top before we move into going forward, that's an issue that I face a little bit. And I think a lot of people do face is they don't do anything or we're just because we're fearful, fearful of failing. Yeah. Yeah. Won't take the first step. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's easy to find your identity simply in what you do mm-hmm. or your output or the way that you perform. And if that, if that doesn't work or that doesn't, that, that fails, um, then it's easy. We turn on ourselves and, and say, well, you know, this is me. Uh, I am this. And, uh, we, we lose our identity. Um, and so we, of course we would run from that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I mean yeah. uh, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty natural response, I think, to failure. Yeah. Yeah, Maxwell's book "Failing Forward," mm-hmm. you know, is is one that's been out uh, for a while and has some good things in there about things that failing is not. Yeah, yeah. But we've labeled them as they are. Oh, sure, sure. Right. So uh, those are those are big things. Um, just uh, you know, taking responsibility uh, for things, I think, is 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 good in that. Yeah. Because um, what's our, our our typical response to failure is we're going to blame somebody or something else for the fact that the fail has happened. Yeah. But we've played a part in that. So yeah. why not take, I mean, that's, that's a step forward in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, learning from the mistakes, I think are, are, are key. Yeah. You know, part, part of that is so that you don't do that again. Right. Uh, you know, we all know the definition of a fool, one who continue to repeat the same action over and over. Yeah. Sure. Um, and, sure. And, you know, maybe we're, we, we live that uh, a little bit more. Um, but I, I think just too not, not allowing those uh, things to, to set you back and, and being able to take new risk mm-hmm. and, and responding to that, which is, I guess, somewhat personality driven. It's harder for some than others. Right. And, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other, the other day and I was trying to think of the times that, you know, uh, the idea of labeling is very detrimental to, to people in these terms. And, and, and so I was talking to my youngest son. He's getting ready to go back, you know, and to school and got some goals he's working on this semester and things like that. And we were talking about this, this idea of uh, a failure and, fa- and different things. And just the, he made the statement. He don't think he's ever heard the words of anybody telling him you're a failure. Hmm. But then that made me think about how we label ourselves that way that doesn't allow us to take new risk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's perspective. And then yeah. I thought for a moment, well, thank you that I did not make that parenting <laughs> thing. <Yeah. laughs> I might have said, try a little harder next time. You know, <laughs> you know that, I started sweating all of a sudden when he got into that. Uh, but I don't know. What are some other things that you guys think about when we talk about, you know, there's failing backwards and there's failing forward, and we certainly want to Move in the forward route, right, right. Which is all that taking. I mean, out of Maxwell stuff is like uh, taking responsibility, progress, risk, that kind of stuff. But I think for me, um, part of that is um, is not taking failure too personally. And 
I think that is, it's a part of the journey, part of the process. And that comes back to how I label it. You know, either this didn't work or I'm a failure. And Mm. so I think it is recognizing that there is a difference between that. And that's stuff you tell yourself. I mean, it's not something somebody else tells you. It's something you tell yourself and you're your own worst critic any, any day of the week. Yeah. And so I think it's about not taking it so personally that it's me, that I'm the one, but it is recognizing that whatever this endeavor was or whatever this I was involved with, it failed. I'm not necessarily the failure. So it's, I think it's, it's that right perspective in it, but in failure, it is so cloudy. You know, you are, you know, I use the phrase people in crisis don't make good decisions. I think that's very true. And, and I think in failure, which is a crisis, we sometimes don't think well. And, and so we try to, um, we blame ourselves or we, we label it ourselves or we, and so it's, it's this idea of all the, at the end of the day, I am a failure. And so anything I touch is going to fail. I don't think that's the right perspective. Don't let that event, don't let that business, don't let that position, don't let that job own you or define you in a sense. It's you, you are your own person in Christ. You are the Imago Dei. And so I think it's, it's making that separation. So I think that's important. It's hard to do in that. Um, but I also think that we have to realize that failure is a part of the journey. And it's it's about what makes us. I mean, I learned more in that experience than I did in some of the best successes that I had along the way in life. And And I've learned more in the valley and learned more in the, those broken moments than, than I do on the mountaintops. Now I will tell you, I like the view from the mountaintop a lot more, (laughs) you know, but, but from the standpoint of being in the Valley, but some of those best lessons, um, are learned there. So do we live life more from isolated events and we allow those events to determine our identity or, and maybe to fail forward, uh, maybe we need to learn to look at it from the bigger picture of our life story. Oh, I agree. I agree. So that we can have that perspective of uh, this event is not defining me. This this event has happened. It shapes but, you, but it's not yeah. part of my yeah. defining. Right. Yeah. But we do. But we 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 let that label us and and, yeah. uh, and do that to us. It's interesting too the expectations that we we live with. Uh, sometimes it's unconscious, but we have these expectations like, uh, you know, I, I'm 20 some years old and I first pastored. I should know these things, right? <laughs> oh, come on. It is like, what? Who, who said you should know? Them? Why should you know those things? You know, or yes. I start something and it's going to last forever. There's either young, stupid or old, stupid. Yeah, We're yeah. All stupid. <laughs> I, I, I want to get in the right order. I think, I think you're right on that. So that goes yeah. along with the personality of fear and the failing, you know, and then it's the expectation, um, I'm I'm somewhat that way. It's like, why didn't I know that? Yeah, it makes me mad that I didn't know that. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. have known that because I've never experienced no, that. Right, no, but no. I do have this false expectation. So where does that come from? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, well, from young stupid. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes, yes. That but, we think we should know everything, but or that we do. And, but it's a major yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, equation. Yeah, it's a major yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, equation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things in uh, Briggs's book, Fail, which um, is a good read, and, and, and what I like about that is there's some good research that he came across that he included kind of in the back end of the book. 
But that one statement I think I had marked in the book was that how we respond to our setbacks or to setbacks, obstacles, and failures has massive implication for our lives. And so how we respond to that failure, how we respond to that setback impacts the rest of our life. It impacts our family, how we, you know, I mean, granted, I mean, you can, you can fail and curl up and go hide behind the sofa and hope to die. But at the end of the day, that doesn't do anybody any good. Doesn't do you any good, doesn't do your family any good. And I think that comes back to remembering even that that whole idea of failure is never final. And I think we, for some reason, we view failure as finality. And I'm not sure why we do that. Yeah. Why is it? Is it that we don't have the right perspective? Is it that we're not able to see past that um, and simply accept that um, as just a part of that process? Or why is it that we see it as? It's so final. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, know? yeah. And um, why that why that happens that way? Yeah, we certainly don't train ourselves or prepare or uh, with with the understanding that that failure is included in that. Um, you know, we don't look at that. Failure is something that you you seek to avoid in every every possible situation instead of recognizing. Oh wait, that's part of the equation. Yeah, like that. That is part of the deal. If I if I take this, I'm going. I've got to take this too. They they've all got to ride in the car with me. You know, <laughs> like I can't I, I can't just Load leave it, it out. Load it up. Yeah, yeah. They've always they've always got to be there. It, does that come back even a whole other subject for another another talk? But even about parenting, um, do we allow our kids to fail, or do we try to somehow? Um, immunize them, <laughs> not a good word these days, or do we somehow try to create buffer so that they don't experience, we don't want them to experience the pain of loss, but yet the pain of loss and failure is the experience of gain. Exactly. And so do we sometimes do our kids disservice for not allowing them to experience failure or not maybe talking through the failure or the loss with them enough? I don't know. Educate. It's just yeah. it's one of the things that I'm thinking about how we insulate <clears throat> people from certain experiences, but then there's a time when they get to the real world, um, out of your house and everything else, and so boom, all of a sudden there's this whole thing that happens. Well, let me fix that. Let me correct that. Well, no, you can't. You know, and that's not necessarily the best thing to do. You yeah. know, yeah. so that made me think about two things. Just um, in the world of sports, you know, there's always more losers than winners. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one winner. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can call some players out, you know, about – I mean, they struck out more than they did, but Tony Gwynn still smacked a whole lot of home runs and hits, right? Mm-hmm. But he struck mm-hmm. out a whole mm-hmm. lot too. And, I mean, you can go into all that. But then I was thinking about the, the areas in which we fail, parenting, academics, athletics, business, and all those kind of things. But do we – are we even using the right word? Like, is there another word besides failure? Y'all look at me like. Well, I know you, where you're going. I, I think I know where you're going with that, and I would agree that maybe that's a word that we should rethink in terms of is there a better word for that? Um, you know, it's a learning opportunity. It's it's growth. It's there's so many things. I think I mean we grow more. You grow more in failure than you grow more in success. Yeah. So we say yeah. failing forward, but I, I don't know. I just, yeah. as we're just kind of talking, I'm just thinking about, man, maybe we need to reimagine our expression of it. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a setback. It is an obstacle. Obstacles are the way you do get beat down. 
I don't know. Is there's, it's not the finality. Failure seems to have a very final, final yeah, thing yeah. to it, and yeah. that's that's rarely the case, unless you're like juggling hand grenades or something. Yeah, then it, maybe it's okay. it's it's the punt before the next series applies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Some teams just punt more than others. That's right. That's maybe, right. maybe we'll have a. Maybe if you come up, if you come up with the correct term, I got a local cup uh, gift card ready. Yes, you know, available to you for our reimagining. Go to the website. Go to the That's website. Right. Yeah. Uh, so if it's not, so if it's not final, then what's the? How do we respond to it? And what's the interior uh, situations that we we need to move forward with? I um you know there's uh, Benet Brown and others have done some really good work in shame and vulnerability and I think that's a great great conversation um, but I do think you have to interior wise one of the things that failure does is it causes you not to trust and whether you don't trust yourself or you don't trust others in that so there's a whole time of rebuilding trust I think there's a whole nother game in understanding what shame is and how we live shame and how we make ourselves vulnerable or lack of vulnerability in that. But I think being honest in failure is there's a grieving process, you know, and, and how do you go through that grief process? You know, that whole thing of denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, all that kind of stuff. But it's allowing you to, to kind of go through that and walk away with the lessons that you're supposed to learn. And and I think I think that's part of. There's something to be learned in every moment of life. Um, there's something to be learned in every every season of life, and there's something to be known in any failure in life. And those things. So how is that that we can we can spend that time in, in a way of of working on the inside of us, um, while the wounds may appear to be exterior, there are wounds on the interior that need to be dealt with in that. And so, how do you how do you process those and spend time? Um, <clears throat> you know, for me, one of the things that I have um, I still remember the day that I went back into the Fern Park Shopping Center. The first day I went back into Winn Dixie, it was almost a year later. <clears throat> and the thing that I didn't want to do, I didn't want to go back and see people that I knew because I did have a store here and. I don't have a store here anymore and no longer in business. And so it was this picture of something I'd done that was a reflection of me that didn't succeed. And that may have been the most freeing moment of that whole experience was walking back into the shopping center and seeing the bank manager that was there seeing the store manager that I knew that was there and several of the checkout people, you know, what's so funny was they were all glad to see me. Mm. Yeah. And for me, I didn't want to see them because I didn't want them to think, but what it taught me was I am more than my job. I am more than things I own. I'm more than things I do that I'm an individual, a person, um, I have relationships. And so I think that that taught me a lot about relationships that, that moment. So um, there again, lots of different things that you I learn think, through that. Yeah. But I, I mean, just the application to identity is you just, you just told the story of redemption. Oh yeah. yeah. And redeeming qualities and that those people were happy to see you. And even in our mishaps, our failings, whatever term you want to use, the outstretched hand mm-hmm. of the Lord, his mercy is there yeah. uh, for, for new. And when you think about that from a biblical perspective, you know, Psalm 51. <laughs> yeah you know, presents a model of recovery 
you know, um, Stuart Briscoe did a really good job with that. Of course, his whole story is is another, but I love the um, I love what he did with Psalm fifty one, and it's just um, from the standpoint of just a spiritual process for for. And a lot of times we look at that that well, I didn't fail that way. <clears throat> well, <laughs> it's not you know it's not that any particular. It's just failure in general when it's big or life changing or takes an entire season or a few years. Just the process and the ramifications of it. That's big stuff, and so it's it's a spiritual exercise to walk through that. You know? Yeah, because in, in those first you know thirteen verses there, it's a it's about admitting the failure to yourself and and to God in the process. It's claiming that faithfulness and forgiveness, um, and really learning to come with terms of moving through that and that and and being willing to say, "Put me back together again." Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it goes back to the bigger picture, not allowing the event to define us. In isolation, in isolated moments, but we have to look at our full story yeah. from beginning to end, Genesis to Revelation, and really to ex- experience um, this process. That moment is very real to you right now, but it will be viewed very differently from you and from others five years from now. So, how can we think in terms of sixty months, you know, versus just this particular moment? So. Yeah. And sometimes, and I remember in those days, uh, I had to think every minute I had to apply those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, kind of yeah. process. So, uh, really good conversation on reimagining the idea of failure. Maybe reimagining the word, and and you're not the biggest loser. Punt, uh, punt. Yeah, you, That's my word. Punt. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're 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 playing the punting game. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bad series. And some bad of us lead the league in it, but hey, yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. is yeah. what it is. Yeah, as a Bears fan, I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and yeah. I could have for the Dolphins for yeah. many years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, whatever story you're in, whatever process you're in, uh, the presence is there. So, um, and you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. We all have a story. Yep, absolutely. So. Uh, for Brad and Brian, I'm Greg. I just want to say again, thanks for joining us on the Reimagined Podcast. As always, you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, and download any of the episodes and share them with your friends. And we also welcome your input and ideas for further reimagining on our website, reimaginecast.com. So thanks for joining us today on the Reimagined Podcast.